T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny and Dusty. All right. My rock smashes your scissors. Oh, no, not these scissors, pal. What? This is a uh, special titanium steel alloy. Developed oh, by NASA for the space program. These scissors that smashed you wrapped this smithereens. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. Hey, what's happening, Norm? Oh, it's a dog-eat-dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you as we are rolling along on this Wednesday. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. Uh, (laughs) Robert Sarver, the governor of the Phoenix Suns, is selling or starting the process of selling the team. It's going to go quick, Dusty. I hope it does. Well, it's going to go quick because there have been news and notes and discussions behind the scenes for quite some time now that certain people are interested in buying that franchise long before they're for sale. All right. I know what you're getting at. (laughs) Fine. I'll say it. I'm no longer interested in buying the Phoenix Suns. Well, that's just... My interests have moved on. I'm going in a different direction. I will not be buying the Suns. Are you instead going for the ESPN Ocho uh, cornhole team? Mm, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Baghdadis. I'm going to oh. go and in, 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 I want them as my, my team. I'm going to buy that cornhole team, and we are going to win championships. Are you just going to play Bombs Over Baghdad over and over again? <laughs> oh. A little outcast? Yeah. yeah. Hells Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, here we go. Robert Sarver, though, uh, he really nailed this one right on the head. When he announced his sale of the team, he released a statement, as many do in these instances. And my God. It's a thing. All right. Uh, without further ado, I give you the words of Robert Sarver because, boy, this is a thing. Words that I deeply regret now overshadow nearly two decades of building organization that brought people together and strengthened the Phoenix area through the unifying power of professional men's and women's basketball. (laughs) Here's my favorite part. As a man of faith, Uh I believe in atonement and a path to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our... Another great part here. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that that is no longer possible. 
that whatever good I have done or still could do is outweighed by the things I have said in the past. For those reasons, I'm beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury. I do not want to be a distraction for the two teams and the fine people who work so hard to bring the joy and excitement of basketball to fans around the world. I want what's best for these two organizations. The players, the employees, the fans, the community, my fellow owners, the NBA and the WNBA. This is the best course of action for everyone. In the meantime, I will continue to work on being a better person and continuing to support the community in meaningful ways. Thank you for continuing to root for the Suns and Mercury, embracing the power that sports has to bring us together. Robert Sarver. <laughs> oh, God, what a just tiresome, horrible... Ah, I think this is where you need the record scratch. Will somebody please think of Robert Sarver? It's all your guys' fault I have to sell this yeah. team now. Which, yeah. and, make, and make double what I put into it. Beyond that, it's... There's so much in there, line by line, as a man of faith. If you're going to start out, I'll, yeah. I'll say this bluntly. I, I'm Christian. As a man of faith, if yeah. I screw up, you know what I say? As a man of faith, I screwed up. I yeah. own this. This yeah. is my mistake, and this is the ramifications that come with said mistakes. Yeah. And there's none of that in here. Well, uh, no, because he was going to – remember, Danny, he framed this – First of all, like it was just like one thing that he said. This is over a decade yes. <laughs> that the NBA decided, wait, we have to do something. He basically got a fine, a million dollar fine for every year that these things had been going on for. Yes. I mean, this is over a decade worth of complaints and continued behavior. This isn't multiple a- reports that were all confirmed. And it, listen, this is just what we know to be confirmed. Yeah. But here and here is the thing. Look, as a man of faith, he believes in atonement and a path of forgiveness. So do I, man. So do I. I I, I believe that too, and I believe that with Robert Sarver. But there's also accountability. And they there you have to be held accountable for your actions in those words that you did say. And sometimes things get taken from you. Sometimes you, you things get taken from you and you don't make a billion dollars off yes. of them, Robert. Like this is and, and this is like the big issue that I have here with with all of these people who play the woe is me card. It's like really like our current times don't have a path of forgiveness and atonement. There are so many things that are ignored in our in our world. Snoop Dogg was on trial for murder and he's now hawking Corona. Like there always is this path of forgiveness that people are willing to forgive. You're just upset that what you are going through. People aren't immediately giving yes. you forgiveness for it. Well, no, and you're not being held accountable for it because guess what? If you didn't sell your team, that $10 million fine that you're getting from the NBA, you're going to make that tenfold per year. Per year. Mm-hmm. You personally, who does not own all of the Phoenix Suns or all of the Phoenix Mercury, you're going to be getting a big fat check from the NBA that is well over $10 million. And he has been doing that for years. Like, this is... It's so out of touch, and he's playing the victim card here so much in, in ignoring the fact, like, he, in at any point in this, did he mention any of those employees that nope. he was impacted saying yep. the negative things to that maybe were 
Black, when he hearing him relay, even if he's relaying a story where he's repeating the N word over and over mm-hmm. again, did he mention any of those people in there? Did he mention any of the him. employees where that he, I don't know, exposed himself to or was woefully misogynistic and demeaning towards? No, it was a, it was, it was solely about him, and at no point in there did he acknowledge any other person in in, in the report except for himself. The best part about it is he handed this to the the PR department. And they were like, oh, you're gone anyways. Go ahead. Oh, man. I don't care. It, I mean, everything about it is, is awful. There, there's, there is a way to do this, but that's the thing is you don't get to these positions without thinking that the world revolves around you. Yeah. I mean, it's and ridiculous. It's, it's, I, I know it's probably asking for too much, but that could have easily been, listen, this has clearly become a distraction. Like, if there was actual contrition, if there was actual atonement, <sighs> if there was actual responsibility, instead of, you're making me sell my team. No, nobody's making you. You could be stubborn and you could plant your flag in the ground, but here's the problem. You would actually have to face it. And he mm-hmm. was hoping that after a year, he would no longer have to face it. And in reality, he would. Like The, the remote, most ridiculous thing about this, we just talked about this yesterday, right? Jimmy Haslam. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Haslam said, I believe in second chances. He threw a stadium and banned a, a, a patron from his stadium for life for throwing a water bottle at him. Empty water bottle. Which is not okay. It's not okay no. to throw a water bottle at anybody. Ban, ban right? him for a year. That's ban dumb. Him for five years. But, but he, said, he, he said, I believe in second chances when he signed Deshaun Watson. Right? Now you have Robert Sarver saying, oh, in our current times, there's no path to forgiveness. Are you kidding me? Deshaun, are, we, are we looking at Deshaun Watson here? Er. What? N- no. No. It's just that you're being held accountable, and you don't want to be held accountable like other people are. So I don't get it, Robert Sarver. And to that, I say good riddance. The, uh, I've, good I've riddance, seen, I've seen a few people ask, like, what does this mean for the Blazers? Hmm. No, as far as the, the, with ownership sales. Hmm. This, this does, what this does, if you're looking at, if you're the Blazers, if they're potentially looking at selling a team, this does set another market standard. Yeah. For a team that has a bigger and larger market than Portland, and so as far as what the the media valuation and and things of that nature, um, and it just I think it's another kind of road marker to understand. Uh, you really think about it, you're going to have a, quite a bit of changeover in NBA ownership. Oh yeah, because you're going to add two new with the expansions in Seattle and Vegas. Phoenix has been turned over, which may happen, which they the may announce in the next couple of weeks at the preseason games. Seattle and Las Vegas. Yep. Um, you've got Balmer in there, who's a new owner. You've got Minnesota, who's gone through new ownership. You have Portland, I love potentially. Los Angeles. There's a lot of new potential ownership changes yeah. that are that are occurring, and a lot of the old blood in the NBA is being turned over. Whether or not that's a good thing yeah. uh, remains to be seen. You're just washing your hands of one evil for another. Probably. Yeah, but you know what rich guys like? What's that? Other Richer rich people? guys yeah. the, the, to come in and, and bolster them. Yeah. They want they want the they want the deepest pockets they possibly can because it comes a status thing yes. with your league. And Sarvers are, are shallow. Yeah. He's he's not a billionaire. He's real estate. So right, right? Yes. real estate yeah. guy? Yeah. So getting a guy like uh, uh let, let me pull this up here real quick because I've mentioned his name already. Uh Bob Iger net worth. Uh, uh, well, see, his individual net worth is seven hundred million, which is right up there with Sarver's. Yeah. So he's not going to be a guy who's going to be an individual owner. Either. No, he won't. No, Bob Iger. 
Bob Iger was a CEO of Disney, mm-hmm. which owns ABC, ESPN, all that. And that, that is where you become very valuable, though, is that you, your connections Those with um, ESPN and con- negotiations and knowing what the other side of the negotiations are, are saying and going through, that is massive. Weird. Take a look at that. Imagine if the Suns added Iger and the Trailblazers added Phil Knight mm. on the sportswear side. Mm. It's almost like they're trying to make their own enclosed ecosystem of people who work on the other side. Weird. Um, It's a great, great idea. Um, Okay, let's do this here. Um, Back to the football world. We will have Ryan Horvat, our BetQL Network insider, joining us uh, in a mere 15 minutes from now. But coming up next, uh, a hilarious discussion between Richard Sherman and K.J. Wright may actually outline what could happen to Russell Wilson in Denver. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. One, two, three. Uh. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, Richard Sherman has a podcast now. Do you know that? I did. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I knew he had one. Can we have a crossover pod with Richard Sherman and Draymond Green? Oh, oh, the internet might explode. I, I thought you were saying Richard Sherman and Jack Ramsey. I, was like, I, I don't think that would work. I don't think either one of them would ever shut up. I, it would be epic. Like to let the other one talk. That's why producers are there. You mute one mic and then you just like just pop in and out of, of, of them just yelling at each other. Well, Richard Sherman, he had his podcast and he had on a former teammate, Legion of Boomer, KJ Wright on his podcast. And... This is, uh, you know, coincidentally following a week where, I don't know, week one in Seattle. Did you see that Russell Wilson played for the Denver Broncos against the Seahawks? Did you know that? Oh, oh, did that happen? Yeah, that did. I missed that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never heard a thing about it. Uh, The Seahawks won that game. Yeah. And guys like, oh, I don't know, Richard Sherman (laughs) were there. Intimately familiar with with, uh, both uh, being in the organization and playing against the organization. There was a host of former 
uh, Seahawks that, that showed back up for that game uh, to support Seattle, which was an interesting move. Um, and K.J. Wright and Richard Sherman had this to say about Russell Wilson and his relationship with the franchise, and this may very well may be why it all falls apart in Denver and things don't get back on track. He was not held to the same accountability as the rest of us. You bashing the defense. I need you to at least mention his name in the team meeting room. But there wasn't enough years difference for the accountability thing to be like that. Well, he was young. It's like, well, he was a year younger than us. Like, he ain't that young. When you got 52 guys being held to a certain standard, you got one guy not being held to a standard, then it's going to cause some friction. After a while, it had to get to the point where he chose Russ or the defense. And after the Super Bowl loss, he kind of made it pretty clear who he was choosing. And then you hear the truth from Pete for the first time, you know, after Coach, the game. Coach Carroll is funny. He is funny. I, he is funny. You went 10 years keeping everything tight in the locker room. Let's keep it tight. As soon as this man leaves, you let it all air out. Well, I guess you only protect the team when you own the team, kid. <laughs> exactly. I think that that is very fascinating mm. to think about because there's a lot that is going into what's going on with Russell Wilson in Denver right now. And I think one of it is, and I, I do believe that Russell Wilson in the Denver offense, they do have a chance to get back on track, right? They didn't play in the preseason. New offensive line, unfamiliarity with your targets. You know, it, it does take time. He's in a brand new system with a, a new head coach, right? I will flip this, though, and I'll say if there is one big warning sign, mm-hmm. it is that cut that we just heard right there. Russell oh, Wilson's entire career, he has been held to a different standard. Mm-hmm. And he has not been held as accountable as everybody else on that team. He has been propped up. We know through several articles while he was in Seattle. And several former teammates. Players had a massive issue with the way that he was treated, and he wasn't held to the same standard as everybody else was. Here is where there's a big difference, is that Pete Carroll was in his second year with Seattle, Mm -hmm. or his third year, I think, when when they drafted Russell Wilson, was going into his third season. Now, he had time to draft guys. You heard Richard Sherman and K.J. Wright say, what? He's not that much younger than us. He's only a year younger. Yeah, They had a year with Pete, though, where they got to know Pete. Mm -hmm. They got to learn how Pete operated, and they bought into Pete Carroll as the coach and the man. Pre-Russ. Then Pete comes, and then Russ comes in, and Pete treats him differently, right? Mm -hmm. But they knew who Pete Carroll was. In Denver, they're bringing Russell Wilson in, and Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have the same accountability and stature in his own locker room as Pete Carroll did because he drafted and developed those guys and then brought Russell Wilson in, right? Now, Russ is at a far different standard in a far different level, but if you're not performing at that level, what are guys going to do? They're going to take a look around and say, this isn't working. This isn't working right now. The one thing that Seattle had was when Russell Wilson stepped in, it worked, man. And, and it worked right away. It, that's the tale as old as time. As long as it works, you can get away with the extra stuff. Yeah. See Brown, Antonio. Mm-hmm. As long as it's working, it's fine. But the second it starts to not work, that's when the cracks start to show. And are we seeing in Denver the cracks showing already? Well, and especially when you have things not going well out of the gate and – Russell Wilson is doing this kind of stuff. Hey, sideline, what a pass. 
Hey, you gotta let them know. Come on, commit to it. You gotta let them know. Run a pass. Let's go. Gotta let them know. Run a pass. Run a pass. Let them know. Nine six. Let them know. Run a pass. Let them know. Run a pass. Nice and loud. Pass. That stuff is gonna wear so thin on his teammates if they are if they're either losing or they're not performing at the level and he's not performing at the level that he should, because I, I know that his teammates in Seattle, it wore, it wore thin on them and they were won, winning. They, they were, won a lot. They won a lot and they won a Super Bowl. The other one about that. I'm kind of wondering is the, the Russell mental visualization stuff. Did you see the video of him running on a practice the other day? Uh, High five no, on high practice. Five. Yeah, yeah, I saw him practice. running out of the tunnel in Seattle doing low fives to nobody. nobody. Well, guess what? He did it at practice. Oh my gosh! Yeah, came out of the practice tunnel, high five in the air. Yeah, I, his teammates have got to see that stuff and be like, "Okay, dude, I know you know a camera is everywhere, but stop." Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, even though he's Russell Wilson, he has not been the Russell Wilson on the field. Like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like. Say what you want about them being a-holes and being demanding and having a list. They go out and perform. Mm-hmm. And they their track records of performance is literally decades long. Russ's performance record is not like that. He is yeah. not one of those guys, and yet he's kind of, again, being propped up as though he is. And here is where the Russell Wilson thing, if you lose a locker room, you lose it all, right? Seattle went through revolving door, man. Mm-hmm. In that, it, it started to wear on the vets a ton up in Seattle. This is going to be interesting, man. This is going to be really interesting, especially because I, I really do. I think what's hilarious about it is when they said that ben, Pete's funny because Pete Carroll, it was. It was, yeah. he's our guy. We're going to prop him up and we're going to let him, this is how we're going to treat it, treat him. And then he left and he's like, nope, well, we're done. Lot, that's all out the door, yeah. which is totally. Right on brand for any football coach mm-hmm. ever. But it doesn't matter if you're a nice guy like Pete Carroll or one of the guys who's supposed to be cold-blooded like Bill Belichick. Every single coach in, in the world of football across the entire spectrum is that exact same yes. way. You're either with us or against us. <laughs> and, and it makes all the sense in the world. And what's funny is, is that there ha- there's never been anybody to come out and say Pete was wrong or Pete had this wrong or Pete didn't do this or Pete wasn't the guy. Yeah. Every, whether or not they totally agree with him or not, everybody stands up for Pete. Yeah. So it kind of lets you know where the whole thing is. And I'll be I'll be honest, as as somebody who very much hates the Denver Broncos, I hope this whole thing crashes into a cliff. Yeah. And you know, as it pertains to the run pass thing with Russ, oh, Jesus. There's no way that they can hear. Like Russell Wilson should know this because how no, many no, no, times has he's, he, down, he's down low? So. How how many times has he been on the field where he has to <laughs> scream at his offensive linemen who are a foot and a half away to tell them what the play they're checking to? But you you think that you sitting on the bench running yell run pass mm-hmm. is going to change things? You know why high school coaches have their team yell run pass? Mm. It's not so anybody on the field can hear. Mm-hmm. It's so you have kids that stop picking their butt and looking for their girlfriend up in the stands. <laughs> That's why they're yelling run pass. It's to make sure your team is engaged in the game so when somebody comes out of bounds, you don't have your fourth string corner get taken <laughs> out. Wiped out. On the sideline because he's in there like, where's my mom at? You know? No. That's the whole reason why you have the run pass thing. It doesn't help anybody in a game situation. Are you telling me that bubble water does not help with voice projection? <laughs> Broncos arms. Let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Let's ride. All right. Uh, well, see, I, I always figured he, he, it was the run pass for him was 
He's, he's, he's short, so he's down low, so the sound waves travel better down there for him. That's actually, maybe that is what he's thinking yeah. of, you know? it'll It's, it's different for guys that are Refract like, science. Refract yeah. off the ground, bounce up right into yeah. the ear hole of the players. Sciencing he's, it up. He's on to something. He's on to something. Okay. Uh, let's get to the betting angle on this weekend in football, folks. Uh, we got games in the NFL tomorrow. College football's got a great slate. Let's check in with our BetQL Network insider, Ryan Horvat after Rust with SportsCenter. <laughs> This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Let's get to it on the line now as the host of BetMGM tonight in Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are brought to you by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Horvat, how you doing, my man? Doing great, guys. Uh, excited for the weekend, which we're still a couple days away. I know it's only Wednesday, but I'm actually off on Friday, so technically today's my Thursday. So excited for the week. Let's go. Um, all right, I got to jump right into college football because we got we got conference play, especially uh, out here on the West Coast, opening up, and there are, there are a couple of lines that I want to get your thoughts on because. My head is spinning with Oregon State at home. Historically, they have been great against USC, but they are six-and-a-half-point dogs to USC, a USC team that's 3-0 and against the spread so far this year. That line seems a little low. Yeah, and, you know, I've had a pretty good college football season, except for the fact that I've actually bet against USC all three games so far <laughs> this season. And if you look at it, man, so week one, that was just out of principle that it was a 32-and-a-half point spread against Rice, who's no good. But, I mean, they're probably in that game if they don't turn the ball over every single drive for six the other way. Stanford was able to move the ball. They just couldn't get out of their own way. They kept fumbling at the goal line. And then last week, obviously, Jake Hayner, he goes down in that game. And the backup quarterback actually was able to move the ball a little bit. Somebody's going to get USC this season because of their defense. Uh, you know, this is actually my favorite bet of the weekend, and I did grab Oregon State, and I'm looking at it right now. There are a lot of six-and-a-halves that are out there. I like the seven. You could buy that, which is minus 120. You're laying a dollar twenty to win a dollar. But I think they're live. You know, my power rankings, I'd have them as about a three-and-a-half, four-point underdog. It's been a nice start to the season. My only concern in this game, because I do think that Oregon State's going to be able to move the football, my only concern is, they don't really get any pass rush, man. Pro Football Focus, I believe, has them ranked 116th in pass rush. USC has done a really good job, obviously, protecting Caleb Williams. Jordan Addison's the best wide receiver in the country. They haven't even really had to use their running backs yet, like Travis Dye. But I just think, you know, Chance Nolan's done a really good job protecting the football. Seven touchdowns to just two picks. I love Deshaun Fenwick. He's averaging over five yards per rush against that defensive line. I think they're live this weekend. I love Oregon State to keep it close. Then again, I have bet against USC all three weeks. Uh, you guys know I love uh, you know Utah coming out of the conference, but man, uh, I love love the Beavers this weekend. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and fade you to death on uh, on the, on USC. Oh, really? Who's your, <laughs> hold on, hold on, Ryan. In full full disclosure, Danny. What hat are you wearing right now? Uh, USC hat. Okay. What, 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 ter- what, what shirt are you wearing right now, Danny? A, a USC polo. Okay, there we go, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Uh, is, it a, is it a Reggie Bush or Matt Leinart, one of those, like, uh, jerseys? You know, it's like the, the jersey that you don't want to spend the money. I so don't wear it out. The guy's name on the back. <laughs> I only wear the polos outside the house. I leave the jerseys for at home on my couch. Hey. Full disclosure, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so, you know, while I'll always be envious of your program, and and obviously, like, honestly, even as a Notre Dame fan, you know, the Bush push will always bother me, but now that's legal, so it is what it is. I loved watching that team, Reggie Bush, Lundell White, Matt Leinart, but... I can never, I can never root for USC. So maybe I'm just betting out of, betting against them because, because uh, of my fandom. I guess. Hey, listen, it, it is, it is reciprocated in full. You will never, ever, ever catch me rooting or pulling for the Golden Domers. But I do have this one for you. What game are you more comfortable betting right now on the favorite side, USC or Oregon? Uh, as Oregon takes on Washington State up in the Palouse, USC going to Oregon State, which has been nightmare fuel for them. Oregon going to the Palouse, which. Maybe not nightmare fuel, but it hasn't been great to them lately. You know, Oregon, oh man, Oregon's a tricky team to figure out right now, but I also think that they figured out something. The only concern I have, because I kind of want to bet the Ducks this weekend, the home road splits, and again, it's a different program. It just, you know, Bo Nix has been in college forever, but on the road at Auburn, he's, he's never done anything for me. At home, Man, he's been he's been great, and I loved this spot last week for Oregon. That was one of my bigger bets just because BYU was coming off a huge win against Baylor. You know, a lot of people were picking against them. They were without their two top wide receivers, and they still won that game. So I just thought it was a perfect letdown spot, you know, on the road. one scares me a little bit. They figured some things out, especially on the offensive side of the ball. The only concern I have you know, is their secondary, and then can they stop the run against Washington State? It's only a couple weeks into the season. Washington State's already rushed for over a thousand yards, and their defense has been ridiculously good. That that said, I'm not very high on Wisconsin this year. Graham Mertz is a disaster. The running game isn't what it has been. You know, obviously when Jonathan Taylor's been gone for a couple years, but man, I mean, the defense has only given up, I believe, 38 points in three games. That said, though, I do like Oregon. I think I'd feel more comfortable, uh, more comfortable with them this weekend. Okay. We talked about this last week. I said, Iowa, how in the world are they 23.5-point favorites when they haven't even scored that much? They won 27 nothing, so they covered. Yeah. There's another cycle line that I've seen this week, though, that I want to get your thoughts on. As uh, I, I think I need to bring you a psycho college football line of the week almost every week. Iowa Rutgers again is an over-under of 34-and-a-half. The money is coming in on the under right now. 34-and-a-half. <laughs> is that the psycho bet of the week? Iowa Rutgers under five total touchdowns in that game? And I completely understand why people would bet the under because <laughs> it's Iowa. And, man, you know, you know what's hilarious about Iowa is, like I told you guys, like I, I started like covering Iowa and Iowa State. I had yeah. to move out there. And, you know, and Iowa was really good. They were top 10, but the offense was just brutal to watch. Like, they won games that season. They went to the Rose Bowl and just got absolutely destroyed by Christian McCaffrey. But the offense, I mean, it's set football back years. And every year we hear the same thing. We hear, we're going to go up-tempo. This is going to be a new, you know, current-day offense. And every year I tune in, it's 2.30 p.m., and I'm falling asleep on the couch watching the Big Ten Network because they're still running fullback dives for two yards. That said, I would have to out of principle bet the over in this game. <laughs> Most people, I get why the money's coming in on the under. You expect a 10-7 to 7 game. The only thing is, with totals like this, 
What if there's a pick six? Right. What if there's a fumble, a blocked punt? I think I would actually have to go with the over just because that total is so low. And if I'm watching two teams that I have no interest in for four hours, I have to root for some point. Uh, all right. Switching to the NFL here real quick. Of the bad teams that have gotten good, who do you trust more after two weeks? The Lions or the Eagles? Oh, man, definitely the Eagles. I like this Eagles team. And I'm, I'm not as high on the Lions. Just with the Lions, I really like the Vikings in the NFC North, but they look like an absolute disaster against the Eagles. And that's because Philadelphia was able to shut down Justin Jefferson. And I really like – I know Green Bay is without a star wide receiver, and I know it's a bit of a homer pick because I'm a Packer fan, but they still have Aaron Rodgers. I love the running backs and the defense, even though they couldn't stop the run against Chicago. I think they're going to be fine. But Philadelphia – you know, coming into the league, I didn't know what to make of Jalen Hurts. Obviously, he gets benched at Bama for Tua, ends up going to Oklahoma and puts up huge numbers. But that was in Lincoln Riley's system. Pretty much everybody not named Spencer Rattler has been able to put up big numbers in that system. But, man, I mean, we talk with uh, Brian Baldinger. He's our NFL insider. We talk with him every week. He works with the NFL Network, and he's always been a big fan of Jalen. He works out with them in the offseason, and you see the, put, the work that he's put in. I love A.J. Brown. Is he able to stay healthy this year? We'll see. They're able to run the football. And I didn't know if I was going to like uh, Nick Sirianni because he's a guy that was never a head coach and then never called plays. And then all, then all of a sudden, you know, he's a head coach that's calling plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. But look what they did the second half of the season last year. The number one rushing offense. They're really good in the trenches. they got a great defensive line. The secondary is really solid. I trust them. I do think the Lions are heading in the right direction. They're, really, they're going to score a lot of points this year, even with Jared Goff as their quarterback, even though he's not really able to push the ball down the field. Look what he did in the last game. He was averaging about like 8.5 yards per attempt. He's actually throwing the ball downfield a little bit, um, and they're able to run the ball. I like both running backs, Swift and Jamal Williams. I still think they're a 6-7 win team, whereas with the Eagles, especially in that division with Dak being injured, and Washington being absolutely – Washington's terrible on the defensive side of the ball. Bet every over that, that stars the Commanders because they're terrible, and Carson Wentz is no good. I like the Eagles a lot. I think that's an 11-12 win team possibly. What do you do with teams that come out of the gate like Buffalo has? I mean, plus 55 in point differential over the first two weeks of the season, and they played the defending Super Bowl champions and the reigning one seed in the AFC – uh, Tennessee and absolutely manhandled both of them. H- how do you handle a team like that? Because these lines are going to get big, and this week you have a, them going up against a two and zero team on the road in Miami, where they're historically bad, and they're six and a half point favorites. I kind of like Miami this weekend, to be quite honest. Not that Buffalo is going to lose this game, but look at last year, and I know mm-hmm. this is a different Bills team. They had some, they had some, they had some bad performances, man. They lost to the Jags last season. Not only did they lose to the Jags, they got shut out. Nine to nothing by the Jags last year. So I'm not, they're the rightful Super Bowl favorite. But I think they could be beat. Here's the only thing I've watched both games multiple times because they're so well coached. And Josh Allen's awesome, man. And they have so many weapons. It's really hard to stop them. But the only thing, the only knock I would have so far, I still have some questions about the offensive line, especially Spencer Brown, who was a rookie last year that started out in Northern Iowa. He's been fine so far. But their early downs, not great. Josh Allen, if you watch these games, and it's hard to pick apart this offense because they're scoring, what, 40 points per game. But they're relying a lot on third and eight, third and nine. And I'm not very high on Tennessee. And Tennessee's already beat up on the defensive side of the ball. I went under their win total, nine and a half. 
Derrick Henry does not look like the same back. And obviously they lose a guy like A.J. Brown. And then week one, I think they got the Rams, even though it was week one at the right time. Big night, the Rays in the banner, Stafford's beat up. You know, they took advantage of Jalen Ramsey on a bad night. But um, I think they're the rightful Super Bowl champs, but I do think they could be beaten. And I'll probably bet against them, you know, maybe even this weekend. I'm waiting to see if we get the seven, because the seven's obviously the key number. Because if it's a touchdown game, you at least get a push. If there was a seven and a half available, I would bet Miami right now. They're going to be a 12-13 win team if they stay healthy. That's the other big thing in the NFL. But eventually, I think there will be some spots where you bet against them because the market will overreact, and it's still the NFL. Look at Watch all these games. They're all close. You always feel good about your bet in the first half. Imagine having the Cleveland Browns last week. Nobody saw the New York Jets coming back. The NFL is just crazy, and all these games are close. Ryan Horvat, our insider. Thanks for the time, man. Always appreciate it. Hey, and have have a good few days off. If if today's your Thursday, man, enjoy the weekend. Yeah, the only problem is Friday I'm having a root canal, so I'm scared Ooh. to death, man. And so it's it's technically a day off, but is it really a day off? My hopes are I feel fine by like 1 p.m., 2 p.m., and I'm good to go for Saturday to have a couple beverages and root for Oregon State because I'm going to need a couple, uh, <laughs> A, to stay up that late, and B, man, because uh, that's a scary bet to place, but it is my favorite of the week, so hopefully I'm rubbing it in the – Rubbing it in your guys' face next week. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Ryan, thanks for the time, man, and, and good luck on the root, root canal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. My NFL picks last week were like in a root canal. Jeez. All right, that was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Ryan Horvat, our insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today at the BetMGM app. We do have to shout out uh, Jeff Rust for going 3-0 last week. He did. He went 3-0. Rust, boo, yeah. He was so down on himself because he went one and two uh, the week before. It's okay. It's not a. It's not a sprint, bro. It's a marathon. Yeah. If it happens, this is why nobody should tout or get too low on your week to week picks. It's overall. Yeah. No, I say Peshaw. The overall. No, I'm up and down. I'm a roller coaster man. Okay. Listen, I had uh, Joe Shane. I don't think betting is met for you. No, that's why I don't. Yeah. Joe Shane and I had a we had pickums one season, and I started out in the first two months crushing it. I think I was at like seventy percent. I proceeded to go two and twenty two over my next twenty four picks. See, it was. Absolutely brutal. <laughs> it's how it's it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Let's go. Okay. <clears throat> the worst day on the web. I oof. this kid is taking some heat. Danny Dusty on the fan. Just take those old records off the shelf. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 the fan. Well, that sucks. All right, the worst day on the web right now has to go to a young man who is he's just trying to do the right thing, right? Sure. He's just he's just trying he's just trying to do the right thing. Yet Michael Kessler, a 20-year-old New Yorker, is catching heat for giving back Aaron Judge his his 60th home run ball which tied Babe Ruth for the second most ever in a single season. That doesn't have an asterisk next oh, to it. God, I'm so tired of that already. Right? Anyways. It is Barry. Are are you on Team Barry? I, I'm Team Barry. I'm Team Barry yes. too. Like I, 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 I know you, uh, rule follower over there, rule following Rust. Yeah, that's what I'm known as. <laughs> um, 
Because there are a lot of dudes all juiced up during uh, Bayroid's time, too. Pitching. Yeah, no, if you look from 96 to 2008, you just see the giant explosion of runs. But back to Aaron back Judge. To, yeah, and, and Michael Kessler. Home run and Michael Kessler. Um, wait, Michael Kessler? Isn't name, image, and likeness stuff? Isn't that a Michael Kessler? This kid's 20. Yeah. Not the I, same I one. The same, I think it is the same name. But uh, this kid's catching heat for, for saying this about why he gave the ball back. Um, no, just wanted to give him, give him back his, that test story. So any way I could give back to Judge, give him so much to the organization, just do my part. A 20-year-old had literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in his hand. In his hand. That is the homer to Ty Ruth in Yankee Stadium. And he's, he pulled the, I did it for, because he's given so much to the organization. It's like almost the way that he talked in his interview, the, this young man that, that he gave the home run ball back, it was like in his mind it sounded like he thinks that this will be the determining factor to Aaron Judge coming back to New York. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so much here. And I've seen a some poor people, kid, man. I've seen some people like, well, th- this kid's an idiot, da, 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 or this kid. It's like, it's all, or, or this kid's great for giving the ball back, and it's, uh, that shows the true spirit of the game. It Listen, does, the, it, and that it does. I don't know if it does because we're we've long established that these these things they're worth a significant amount of money. They really are. And the Yankees are worth billions. Aaron Judge is worth hundreds of millions. He's about to be worth a half a billion dollars. Yes. So the whole idea of, like, listen, dog, you want this? It's going to cost you. Mm. Throw me, I don't know, 50 grand, some season tickets, and some signed merch. And, like, oh, I think that, that's, that's the package. Okay. Uh, well, this is an interesting question. We went over with Horvat, so we don't have really enough time right now to dive into that. But, all right, what is your price? 503-250-1080. You, you just laid out a pretty good one. A pretty good one. And I'm not going to drag the kid for – for for saying, you know, it's his history, it's his ball. But I would also have a price tag a little bit more. And we'll give you the haul that he and his friends got next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.